Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Running on Tap. I'm Kyle. I'm Jacqueline. Jacqueline, what are we drinking today? I am drinking the Hop and Toad. Yeah, we love the Hop and Toad. We do love the Hop and Toad. This is from uh, Blue Toad Hard Cider. We had, we've drank most of our beer from our last Nelson County trip, but we had a box of cider that had not yet been put in the fridge that I just uh, put in the fridge a couple days ago. So was excited to be drinking this. It is a hopped Granny Smith apple cider. It's very dry, very floral. I like this one a lot. I also love the can, which has like the blue toad it's logo. New. That's a new. Can. There's like hop vines. Yeah. On like a transparent sticker, and there are little blue toads hopping around uh, the hop vines. I love it. Yeah. They have really uh, since the last time. I mean, we we went there in May, and then came back in uh, September. Yeah, we did. And in that time frame, they upped their design game quite a bit on their cans. Like previously, this was just, uh, I think it just red. Like a re like they would alternate some of like the stripes on their cans or whatever for different ones, but not a lot of like artwork. And this definitely has some more um, some more artwork on it, and it yeah. looks very nice. I really like the can. I was uh, I was taking pictures of it while you were talking because yes. I'm, I'm a big fan of it. Um, Big fan of Blue Toad. It's really interesting because I've had this one and I've had the Hazy Hopped from Lost Boy in Northern Virginia, which are both hopped ciders. I like them both a lot, but they actually taste quite different to me. What do you think? Uh, I think so too. I think that like the, the ones from Lost Boy are a little bit more... I think are a little bit more bitter and a yeah. little and, and, and just more just drier. This oh. is really okay. more Sal the patio engineer. Sorry. I don't think people can hear him. I oh. think people just hear you. Well, I apologize for my outburst then. <laughs> um, this one like really smells dank to me. Sure. Like to me, it smells quite hoppy, um, but the taste is really like. Apple-y yeah. and it is I, I don't know smell it like it smells hoppy but it, it doesn't taste bitter at all it tastes very like fruity fruit yeah. forward and these are very much like uh <laughs> well this is what I get for trying to make him have a nice home uh I'm just gonna talk over uh so I, I don't know if our listeners can hear this but just in case you can't our cat is uh he has a box here in our basement and is uh, just batting at the paper that's inside of it that he likes to make into a nest. What, what, you're, you're, you want me to say something? I, I'm not, I'm not I would like you to pause so we can deal with that and then just restart without having to edit. Okay. Well, we're going to pause for a second <laughs> and then we'll restart just a moment. Okay. We're back. We're back. Uh, sorry about that interruption. Uh, so uh, I think we were talking about the difference between this and the, the Lost Boy uh, Hazy Hop. They're I, just the only two hop ciders I've had. I get the sense that the Lost Boys are so dry mm -hmm. that you really don't get... It, it's ve They're very crisp, dry ciders all around. These are... You, could, there's a, you get a lot more apple in this one. And, it's a yeah. little, and so that makes it a little bit sweeter... And um, the hops kind of play with that as opposed to like being the in, in the 
and like the hazy hopped, I get a, a, a lot more hops from that yes. because it's just drier and less apple. This is also hopped with hops that I don't know that I've had before. Like I'm very familiar with like the Citra, the Mosaic, mm -hmm. the Nelson Sauvin, mm -hmm. but this is hopped with Lemon Drop and Idaho 7. Idaho 7 is one of those like experimental strains. Huh. Uh, I've had that in a couple of things, but uh, I've not had lemon drop before. This said this combo will jump from a lemony citrus aroma, bounce to a tart snap of Granny Smith apple, and then hop back to Idaho 7 for the earthy and floral finish. Now, I think that's yep. a really accurate representation yeah, absolutely. of this drink. I like it a lot. Uh, what are you drinking? So I'm sticking in the neighborhood of uh, our Nelson County uh, favorite spots, and I am drinking uh, from Devil's Backbone. This is one of our bounce box beers. The triple, the triple B's. One of my favorite bounce box cans. Such a cool can. It's called Trick of the Hat. This is an albino coffee milk stout. Uh, it's called Trick of the Hat. There is a white rabbit on it that is uh, dressed up like a magician. It's He's very cool. holding a latte uh, and has like very old school, like, you know, like kind of like turn of the century designs on the back and just very. Um, very like Gatsby type yes. fonts going on here and it is a really cool can uh, I really really uh, like I, I really like the, the design of the can the beer itself this is one of those um, crazy beers that this looks like this looks like one of the IPAs I was drinking over the summer yep but it is it tastes like a um, I mean it tastes like a stout it tastes like coffee and it's got like a little bit of spice, like kind of like Christmassy. And then also like, so this beer is brewed with some of the lavender from the farm uh, across the across uh, the uh, Route 151. In, Which the Bold Rock 5K went by, we've hiked right. by it. We've seen this it's, place so many it times. It is one so of our so favorite cool. spots. We'll post a picture of it on it Instagram. Is, it, is, it is truthfully the spot that I always take a picture when we yeah. do this hike. It's gorgeous. It is gorgeous. So this, this beer actually has the lavender from that in there. And I'm going to take a real quick sip right now uh, to just give my taste buds a second. I took a couple sniffs while you were chatting. And my first sniff smelled just like frosting. It smelled very like vanilla -y and sweet. Second sip, second sniff. Uh, I got a little bit of the coffee. So I'm getting like, it, it tastes like, like the sniff I get is like almost entirely lavender. I get so much uh, floral scent from it. Uh, but then I, when I take, when I actually drink it, it is very smooth like a milk stout. It tastes, it has like the huh. richness of like a coffee stout. Like that's that, you know, the, the latte coming through. But it overwhelmingly to me tastes like nutmeg and cinnamon, and huh. it tastes like one of like around Christmas time the lattes I'm ordering from Starbucks because like you know when I want a bougie latte that's the kind of thing I'm ordering, and it tastes like that but beer, and it is it I know you're, I know you don't, you don't want to really risk uh, the the milk, but do you want a little sip of it? It's just, I'll, I'll it's, take just a little. It, sip. It's so unique that I think that you should. I, uh, I normally would, but just so listeners know, I have been gorging myself on Halloween candy, thinking it didn't have dairy hilariously. in it, and I've been making myself very sick. So yeah. I'm being super careful until my stomach sort of normalizes. Just for uh, for listeners' awareness, Junior Mints are the ones that are vegan, uh, not York peppermint patties. Those have lots of milk. You don't like it. So I don't like it. Huh. But it is very interesting. 
Blah. <laughs> it is. I'm glad I'm drinking it. It is very smooth. I mean, it, to me, it tastes like a blonde. It tastes yep. like a coffee blonde. Yeah. It, it but the, is. I don't know. I don't like the, the lavender, lavender the with the coffee. I don't get any spices. Huh. Interesting. It tastes. You also don't like coffee. So that's part of it. Right. It tastes almost like a lavender vanilla buttercream. To me, it, it's, it smells very vanilla, like smells and tastes very vanilla and sweet. I couldn't drink a lot of that. Honestly, if if you took this beer and it in its form, turned it into a solid and baked it and it was like uh, something you serve for Christmas dessert, I would love it. I think it's great. Uh, so I'm I'm super pleased with it. I think this is a really good. Uh, th- this is very much you know this. These are different um, our different uh, taste buds here. Different palates. Yes. Uh, so yeah, six point two percent. It's a the style. Uh, the official style is a lavender vanilla latte albino milk stout. Wow. Uh, that is for beer, which usually has uh, one or two words as the description. That is uh, six. Very different words all put together, uh, creating one great beer. So yeah. um, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I think that's, that's it's super unique, and um, I, I love this this uh, service we signed up for. We get su- such unique beers from them once a month, and it's, such, it's so cool. We got a fun box um, this this past week. I can't remember. I can't remember what like the theme is and what's in there, but. We definitely have some fun stuff that I think we should aim to drink on the next episode. Um, there's, I'm trying to remember what is actually in this box, but they just do like such cool experimental stuff. Like we've definitely gotten some beers in the bounce box that I don't like, but we haven't gotten anything that I'm like, oh, I've tasted something like this before. They're they're all quite different and fun to try. Yeah, absolutely. I think like there's one. The only thing, one that I'm sure, I, I think that we're like kind of shying away from this. So this um, theme of this box was like Italy, like Italian. Yep. And so there's like a Aperol spritz yeah. type beer in there that- Neither w- one of us are big fans. We, we both tried, when we went to Lost Boy recently, we mm-hmm. tried their like Aperol spritz cider, gave it a shot and did not like it very much. Like I, I, I drank it but it was not my favorite you 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 didn't like it at all we can open this and split it we can give it a shot how it goes uh but like for the most part we get a beer from them and like even if it's either like a big hit yep or like it's you you can at least appreciate the craft that goes into it which is absolutely cool so uh but that's that's all i think we're going to talk about beer for this episode because we're going to actually focus on after uh talking about margaret's race and then oh we talked about we had we had a uh, something in, be- in between, but we talked about Halloween for the most part. Spooky pooky, spooky pooky. Uh, our grab bag of Halloween memories and other assorted things uh, last week. But let's talk about our running uh, yeah. now because we have uh, as we record. Uh, I should also mention I'm drinking this because it's it's a milk stout and it's National Stout Day on the it day is that we're National recording. Stout Day. Uh, so here on National Stout Day, we're recording. We are uh, about a week and a half away from our yeah. goal races. Our, That's quite close. Our, the Coastal Delaware Running Festival, you're doing the half marathon, I'm doing the full marathon. We have both I been- I think I should run the full. Crush it. <laughs> uh, totally kidding, totally <laughs> kidding. Uh, so, I mean, that's part of the problem too, right? My, my attitude is like, you got it. 
uh, now after after I doubt you once. Uh, boy, he's like a box seeking missile, isn't he? <laughs> this is gonna be the box episode. I don't know if you guys can hear this, but our cat has just picked right I, now to lose his. I hit it. Mind. I hit it in a different in uh, in the bathroom. You didn't hide it well enough. Apparently not. Uh, anyway, it's fine. I, I don't think the sound is going to come through, but well, it is a little it's distracting, distracting for so us. Apologies. And we're but, but we have one rule in this podcast, and it's we don't edit the podcast, so we're just rolling through. Uh, so hashtag no filter. Hashtag no filter. Hashtag no edits. Uh, so we wanted to talk a little bit about what our taper has been like. Yeah. And uh, if what if any strategies we have. Uh, had for our taper and um, some of us have had less of a strategy than others yeah and then uh talk a little bit about what our uh, our goals for the race are what, or what our strategies for the race actually yeah. are going to be uh so Jacqueline how has your uh taper been going for your half marathon I think it's been going pretty well I am officially tapering today so I guess I can't really say that my taper's been going well because it literally just started but so you're crushing it <laughs> crushing it um no i feel like the last couple of weeks of training have gone pretty well um i have missed my last two tempo workouts because and it's really frustrating i do feel like we get very introspective we get real on this podcast yeah um get the inside story really frustrating for me mentally because like i am very intimidated by the tempo workouts these are, it's like a five minute walking warm up, a 10 minute jog, and then like there have been three of them. So it's 15, 20, 25, like three different weeks um, running at like a three out of five effort, and then like a 10 minute jog and a five minute walking cool down. Um, and the first one I was like so intimidated by, and I just crushed it. And instead of being like, oh, like, heck yeah, I can do this. I'm going to, like, do it more. I was like, mm, I'm still scared, though, so I'm going to, yeah. like, not do them. That one time was a fluke. <laughs> like, yeah. that kind of attitude. So I kind of am not the happiest with how, like, my mental game has been about them, but that's fine. Uh, I did, like, like tough, like, tempo bikes instead. And, like, to be fair, one of the weeks, like, the weather was really crappy, mm -hmm. so it made sense to bike instead. Um... But yeah, I feel like really... So I finished my like last hard workout today, Thursday. Um, I had like an intervals workout. They went well. I was happy with it. Um, so now I'll, I'll like officially start to taper. I have no more like workouts, like hard workouts. I'll just run easy a couple times. And I'm planning to run just like a 10K-ish this weekend. Um... So my longest long run for this training cycle will be nine miles. Nice. Um, how do you, like, does your taper play into how you're feeling about the race? Do you feel like you're, um, you know, like if, you have, if you're having a good taper, are you feeling better about it? Like, or is it more of like what you've done in the hard part, the meat of the training, I, I suppose? that plays into your attitude yeah i think for me it's like more the latter which i think is definitely like a rarity in the running world it feels like a lot of people end up having like kind of aches and pains pop up during the paper taper and get like really in their head about like am i do like am i losing fitness am i doing enough in the taper uh maybe i'm just lazy but i've always loved my tapers <laughs> like once i get there i'm like 
I have done the hard stuff. Like literally all I have to do is recover. I also am like, have been prone to injury yeah. in the past. So like I really relish my, the, the training plan I'm doing had me doing like another sort of long, hard run this weekend. And I was like, I just know myself that so I'm going to need like a little more time uh, to rest up. So I really do like relish my rest and the ability to sleep in. The thing that I'm bad at, which will transition well to you, is like, it's definitely easier for me to be like, you got to get up because you got to do this run when I'm like in the meat of training. Mm-hmm. But once I'm like, because you're not supposed to just stop running when you taper. But once I'm in a taper, I'm definitely like, well, I'm supposed to be resting anyway. So I'll just sleep an extra hour, which right. I think is sort of a, a, a difficult mind trap and something that you've been experiencing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we can we can get to that in a, in a moment. I want to ask you one more thing uh, before we do. Uh because you, you, I teed you up perfectly. I know, I know. Babe. Well, I, 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 I it was met, so good. I know. It was. You, I heard a, I heard a joke on a different podcast today that was. Uh, our, you listen to podcasts. Those I listen. Times? I know. I, 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 I listen on to other, other, other podcasts. But it was. Uh, uh, are you a mall cop? Because that's quite the segue, and uh, I really enjoyed that. But I'm gonna ignore that, and uh, much like you did, my the funny the thing I thought was funny, and just ask. Your, you had you m- moved around your taper a little bit. You you're not your uh, your your plan is a little bit different than how it was set up. Like how you know why did you make that decision and yeah. how is that play you know playing out with you? Yeah. So my plan, like I said, it would have had me run eleven miles this upcoming weekend. So, but it, like nine miles easy and the last two miles hard. And then it had me doing like workouts, like tempo and interval workouts on Tuesday and Thursday next week before the race. Mm. And this training plan is basically like, did you think your race was going to get canceled, but now it didn't? Here's how you can get ready in eight weeks. So I think probably like the idea is that like if you're not PRing, you're just like running to finish, you should get as much preparation as possible. But I haven't like, I mean, I didn't taper for Baltimore. Like I haven't actually like gone into a race with fresh legs in a while mm-hmm. just because I feel like I've been kind of racing as part of training. Um, so I opted to make today my last hard workout. So I'll have like 10 days, um, you know, I'll, I'll still run long. I'll still, I think I'm planning to run easy like three times next week before the race. So I'll, I'll keep running. Um, but I just wanted... A little bit of time, you know, I, my foot has been feeling fine, but like, I just want to like, you know, make sure that's like all good to go. And I just feel like it will be nice given that we ran a half just a couple of weeks ago. Like, I don't feel like I need the extra preparation just to finish. And I just kind of wanted to make sure that I like, this is probably going to be like our last big race of the season. Um, so I just wanted to like go into it feeling good and having fun and i was talking with you i can't remember where i read it so i'm not gonna be able to like properly credit um credit it but it was like you want to go into a race like a, a perfect like medium rare yes you don't want to be like an overbaked steak um or an o- overcooked steak with the theory that you know if you go in a little undertrained, but like feeling fresh and ready mentally and physically you'll do better than if you go in like really well trained but potentially overtrained and injured and burned out so i just feel i I just felt that it was like better for me 
to take just like a little bit of time to refresh and reset and go into the race feeling like quite fresh. Totally. I've always really enjoyed my tapers to kind of, it's very much like a Shavasana at the end of yoga, right? You gotta like let the work soak in. Yes. Um, so yeah, I tweaked the training plan a little bit, which is making me like a little anxious. I'm not. Nervous. Yeah, a little, but but I, I think it would make me like anxious if it was like my first half marathon, but like I watch something like terrible is gonna happen. <laughs> but like I, I have covered the distance a number of times. I like, I did it just a couple weeks ago and everything went fine. So like, it's not like I'm worried about, oh, can I run the 13 miles? Like right. I did it midway through training okay so like i think i'll be fine so it's not making me that nervous i just always like feel like i'm cheating if i deviate from the plan right right but i think it'll be good to give myself just a little bit of time to like refresh yeah that makes sense yeah um i'm not saying anything now you got to get yourself there to answer that question i'll talk about myself then. (laughs) uh how has your taper been going babe uh so it started off fine uh i ran my 20 mile run i did a um i tried to i tried to mimic race conditions as much as possible in that the race that we're going to be running is very flat and uh low elevation it's by it's right you know it's in robot beach it's right by the the atlantic ocean so um and i love where we live but a race that has you know less than 250 feet of elevation gain over 26 miles right uh i got close i got got above 700 feet on my 20 mile run uh the the first one i did around here so i wanted to see if i can get less elevation much more get used to flat running because that's a different set of muscles yep uh 20 mile run went great but i did it on a sunday because the saturday was hotter Mm -hmm. and the sunday was cooler so i i was like this you know it would be better weather and then doing it on that sunday meant uh taking the monday off and then uh i was supposed to do i've been starting a lot of my weeks with orange theory uh the last my, my first 20 mile run of this of the of this training session i our training cycle i did my orange theory yeah, i took a day off and then i did orange theory on monday before uh you know after the 20 mile run and i i hit a wall during that orange theory and was like nope like I like so this time I was like well I did a, a short run on the I did a three mile run and then Peloton and then I did Orange Theory after that and then I blew off by, I was gonna do Orange Theory Wednesday Thursday blew it off because I was like um, my legs hurt and I'm very tired uh, it's not smart to do today uh, and then I was like well I'll, then I'll rest Friday and then I'll do my 12 mile run my first like shorter long run on Saturday. But then I became eligible for. Uh, oh, that's right! I was like, "Why did you run that?" My weekend? COVID booster, and uh, so I got that, and my Saturday was a wash. Yeah. Uh, so I missed that long run for because of that. Uh, so you you ran today, but you didn't run in between. Uh, I have, <laughs> I have run. I, today I ran five and a half miles. That is the longest run I've done since my twenty mile run because. Uh, and then I had a work, or like a, a, a work. Your issue. schedule was changed. My schedule changed, and I had to essentially switch um, to like very. I was working very early mornings. We're talking waking up at three o'clock in the morning and working until one o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, and so I was exhausted, and uh, basically like 
I did two Orange Theories last week and ran three miles and did a three, you know, thirty-minute Peloton, and then I did like a fifty-minute Peloton workout. But I didn't work. I didn't didn't do my the ten-mile run I was going to do last. Yeah, week. Yeah, we promised you a race recap of Army Ten. Promise I would do a race recap. Sorry, guys, I am going to do that uh, for this coming weekend. But um, it was. So I have missed my last two long runs, my 12 and 10 mile long run, which I was supposed to do. Uh, and now... And before this, you had missed no long runs. I had missed no long runs. And then and my, normally you do drop one or two. Usually, yeah, usually I drop one or two for scheduling reasons or travel yeah. reasons or whatever. Uh, so I have dropped the, the last two long runs. And then I went... So I, and I had full five days without working out at all because i was up so early that and then like got done working was exhausted and just passed out uh so i and i so i but i've I've been doing a lot of like the peloton has been fun it's i'm entering this period where like with all the running you do during marathon training uh the peloton's been like really like i wanted to focus my energy there and then also like i had signed up for um, there was a deal at Orange Theory uh, for I, I'm doing I was doing the four pack of classes per month. You could double it and pay the same price for three months. So I was like, okay, well I'll do that. So I've been doing Orange Theory twice a week, and the Peloton seemed fun. So if I do two Pelotons and uh, two Orange Theories, or you know, in case of some of these weeks, blowing them off and only doing one, uh, I'll end up not running as much. So right. I have not really run. Uh, aside from the miles that you run during Orange Theory, which have been fine, but it has all amounted to uh, a extreme taper. Extreme taper. Like I, I, I don't think you're you're talking about going medium rare. I think I, I like taking a few like f- four days off. That's the longest I haven't worked out since you know like I don't know forever, yeah. long time. Uh, and it was so I'm. Uh, I went for my five mile run today. How'd you feel? Lovely. Uh, my heart rate was a bit elevated because I think like I went out and I felt strong. I felt strong and I definitely went out too fast running uphill. Uh, and so my heart rate stayed up a little bit, but like I, I, I felt very good. It was cold, which mm-hmm. you know how much I love that. Uh, so that was great. Um, it was, but it sounded fun. Like today I was supposed to go to Orange Theory, but instead I was like, uh, I, I want to run tomorrow. Like I mm. want to run on Thursday. So I decided to run. Uh, so I'm excited to like, I'm, I was supposed to do an eight mile run this this week. I'm going to do my 10 mile. I'm going to do the virtual army 10 miler this week instead. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to getting out and putting some miles on and like whatever. But it is just, um, I, I kind of am like, oh man, I, fo- I followed the plan very closely for you know you know weeks and months of marathon yeah. training and then like got to got to the last couple of weeks and i'm and i was like well we'll see how it goes i'm just gonna take uh, so i feel very i feel very fresh i feel like i don't feel tired but also i'm like did i cut back too much mentally are, are you like feeling a little nervous about it or do you to me it's like a really good sign that you wanted to run today that to me feels like you are like not burned out and like ready to go but are you feeling like worrying that maybe you cut back too much there's part of me that's like uh <laughs> like i ran 20 miles twice in the span of a you know of a month or three weeks or whatever it was and but now i'm like Man, that's a long way. Like I, 
maybe just because I haven't been, you know, I, like today I spent 50 minutes uh, you know, on my feet consecutively as opposed to three hours, three plus hours like I did for my 20 mile run. But uh, so it just feels like, it, like it, it, it's, you know, the mind kind of resets. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm, my hope is that I have been, I am not very good at in the meat of training uh having your easy days be easy and uh like you know like like you know having i have been preaching this for a year you, and you like have. hearing you, you parrot it back i'm like it's finally sinking in well uh, so i also am not the best it's, at it's it, basically but. like i i went i worked out very hard for a while and then um now i'm like i'm definitely te- like mentally i'm like like 25% nervous, 75% let the work sink in, relax, rest up, and be ready to go. Like when I hit that fit, that start line, I want to be in, in my best shape. Yes. On the, on like, and then, but there's part of me that's like, ooh, you're resting too much after, which is like the part of uh, tapering that is so hard. Yes. Is that you're like, you're so used to going uh you know at a million miles an hour for you know how however long uh i do think like the the being forced to um work crazy hours and uh like just feeling like sleep was needed it helped a lot with the um getting rid of like the intense like runner hunger that you get at mm-hmm. like like i I evened out my diet quite a bit during that time period. So it was just like, well, I'm like, I, I did not need to eat several snacks because I did not, I didn't work out or I didn't, you know, or like, I, I just wasn't needing the fuel. Mm-hmm. So I went so the appetite. My appetite like was better than it, you know, the insatiable hollow leg. I wouldn't say it's better. Well, it's, it was, but my appetite was reduced. How about that? Uh, but it was um so that that part made me feel i felt like a normal person i didn't feel like the like you know vacuum hoover uh for food that i kind of felt like for three months uh which was a nice feeling um and i felt rested up so i'm i'm hopeful it's different than my other tapers it's different than what i've done before I'm but you've hope- never broken four hours before i'm doing hopeful something different that, yeah i'm hopeful that it's going to be a good thing uh, so if you're the million dollar question, if you're feeling like a little nervous, maybe you didn't have enough training. Are you going to go out and run 14 miles five days before the race? No, like I am not. No, I am not going to squeeze in one last <laughs> half marathon four or five days before the Insane. race. Um, I think you're in a good place. I think you were like forced to take the rest you needed. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's probably for the best because uh very much like i like to set aggressive aggressive schedule and and like you know and i like to set an aggressive schedule and then pair back if i need to sure which is kind of how i'd gone throughout all this which is like if there were days that i needed like if, if i woke up and i felt in my legs like it's not there today i gave myself the grace to blow off the workout um but i also um I mean, there's just the nagging part of you that's like, well, you're supposed to be working out today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's times like, you know, when you when you wake up 
hours before dawn and then you get done with work and you're like okay now i'm supposed to run 10 miles it's like no absolutely yeah. not this is not happening uh so that that really helped adjust my expectations and i do feel like uh because i like worked out at a, a good intensity for most of these workouts and these runs for months kind of like dialing back that so much like helps help my body recover quite a bit i don't like i don't I don't feel the ache. There, there are no aches and pains pop, popping up. That's uh, great. I feel, I feel pretty loose, and um, like my run today, I felt strong. Even, even you know, my heart rate might have been a little elevated going up hills and stuff like that, but like I felt good. I did not feel like I was struggling. So it's, um, I think overall, <laughs> I keep calling it a terrible taper. I think it might end up paying off. Yeah. A little bit, but it is, it is definitely not according to plan at all. I feel like I've had really good races after tapers where I just like really didn't run at all. Because you're like, you come to the start line like really raring to go. Yeah. You just have to make sure you rein that in you all, a little bit. You're also in the position where your your schedule is wrapping up at the time it's supposed to wrap up. I had, uh, because my initial training plan was built off of... Right. Uh, That's right. This would have been the Marine Corps Marathon review episode. Yeah. if um that race had happened so i like had to adjust my, my taper got elongated uh right my, my taper got elongated for this race you and four week taper yeah and then like i also like essentially like the last six weeks of my training had to be you know recombobulated yeah. after that i feel like it's so hard you know we've obviously had runners on the podcast who it might not be hard for but like i am very much like like, I'll, I'll miss a workout here or there, and, like, maybe I'll feel guilty about it, or, like, I'll sub in a different workout, or I'll flip-flop days. But generally, I'm, like, you give me the training plan, and I do the training plan. Yeah. And I feel like so... I feel like a lot of people are that way. Yeah. And over the course of the past year, you've had, like, races move, and they get canceled. And, I mean, if you look at the Boston Marathon in 2020, it was supposed to be in April... And then it got moved to September and went virtual. Like, if you're training for a race in April, it gets canceled, like, a month before, you'd have to start, like, training again for it almost immediately. Yeah. I feel like it's so hard when kind of the, the the target at the end moves to be able to pivot. Yeah. So it, it's good that you were able to do it mostly successfully, it seems like. I, I hope so. I mean, I, I think so. I think that, like... Ultimately, I was talking to, with the coworker today uh, about. He asked if I was running any marathons uh, coming up, and I said, "Yeah, actually, like in a week and a half." Um, he said, "How how do you think you're, how do you think it's going to go?" I have no doubt that I'll be able to finish. Right. It is a question of like I have no doubt with this taper, like I'm going to be able to do it. Um, where I ended up in my training, I like looked back like, like the, my my 20 mile run that I had. Uh, a few weeks ago was right in this in the same ballpark as the 20 mile runs I had at my PR race like they're in this like timing wise they're in the same ballpark that makes me happy that makes me think that I'm in a good space because I know that I was then for that race uh, so I know that I will go out and I will be able to run this race uh, I wonder how much I'm like the the open question for me now is 
does this taper help me get to the time mm -hmm. I want to be to? Or does this taper hurt that goal? Or, you know, and like, personally, I think that like, all the hills that we run around here, uh, the Orange Theory, the Peloton, all this stuff, it is uh, different training than I've ever done before. Yes. It is um, much different, like, muscle usage on a lot of it. Uh, and I think I was a lot more fatigued than I had been in many of my training cycles before. So I am thinking that, like, having a little bit more rest might actually be a really good thing for me. So Absolutely. I'm, hope I'm hopeful that, like, my lackadaisical taper is actually going to, like, will pay off. I think that makes a lot of sense. We'll see. Um, but one of the things that has given me a lot of time to think about is my strategy and what I, how I actually want to run this race. Um, and that's something that you have encouraged me to think about quite a bit. Uh, you know, if anyone wonders like what our dynamic is off the podcast, it's Kyle being like, well, I want to test my fitness. So I'm just going to like go do my 20 mile run at like my goal pace or faster. And I'm like, you're a hundred percent not going to do that. That is dumb. Yeah. You should do this differently based on everything I read. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I still, I didn't run it at goal pace. I ran definitely, uh, like I, I ran I ran it hard like I ran I ran at a pace that felt comfortable and right uh, sure sometimes that was slower sometimes that was faster everybody but, is different exactly. I just know I have like you know I just follow all these like smart runners on Instagram and pass along what I hear you and you can take or leave you do and it helps it helps quite a bit because a lot of that I do ends, try. Up, ends up being encouraging when I, you know there's so much over the summer we talked so much about um how disheartened I felt about my pace during the winter, during the hot summer months, whatever. And you would send me stuff showing what like actual metrics say you should be running at and how the heat affects you and that kind of thing. And it made me feel better uh, because then I was like, oh, well, I'm not just slow and crappy. Like it's it, like this is what's supposed to be happening. Mm -hmm. uh, so but as, as you are the uh, more studious, uh, smarter runner among the, the two of us, uh, what are you thinking about? Like, how are you approaching what you're going to do for this race? Yeah, I'm going to be the stupid one here. I think. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't know. We talked about it the other day. Because I am torn. Yeah. Because I think I could go out. When we talked about it, you were like, you should just like go out and like run it like you did Baltimore. Try to run negative slits again finish this season strong and like come back hard in the spring. And I'm like, that is definitely the smart thing to do. <laughs> but like, this is one of my best training cycles for a half. Like I have felt great. I have been running like higher mileage than I have in a year. I've been feeling fantastic. I've been like doing speed work. I've been nailing my long runs and I'm like, do I just go for it? And like, am I in shape to run like a 158? Probably not. But also like if the weather's right and it's flat, like do I run like a negative split and like a really conservative race again and have a great time? Or do I like go out, still try to negative split, not go out crazy, but do I like, really try to run this hard and see like what is my PR right now if I like truthfully lay it all on the line we don't have another race for months like 
But then you run the risk of like going what I think is my all out and like pooping out at mile 10 and having a miserable end of the race. But like I've suffered through that before. Part of me really wants to like, again, I don't think it's going to be like a PR race for me, but like, I don't know. I haven't felt this good in a long time. So I'm like, what is my body capable of? Like I've run so many races for fun. Yeah. And they're great. I love doing them, but like, I kind of want to like put the gas pedal down and see what I got. But I don't think it's like the wisest thing because I don't really know. Like, well, I don't know. I guess when I ran my PR in Disney, I didn't know what the heck I was doing, and I just like went out and did it. Right. Um. Like I wasn't like training for a PR, but everything I read is like you know you need to know what pace you should go out at and like run 10 seconds slower than that for the first couple miles to make sure you like you know rein it in and don't go out too fast and i'm like i don't even know what number to put on that right like would i go out at like a 10 30 pace a 10 45 pace like i truthfully have no idea so then it's like well maybe i just like go out and run by feel and see what like run by feel don't have the brakes on and see what happens. Yep. It's kind of what I'm leaning towards. Because I, I would like, knowing that this is like the last thing for a while, I would like to kind of run it hard. Sure. So I think you gave me good advice, and I think I'm going to ignore it. I I know that feel, bro. That is that is the, the Kyle special. Yeah. I, I totally get that. Yeah. I, th- I just think... The thing is, like, I've had good training cycles before, and it's, like, never resulted in a great race for me. Like, my super great races have come when I, like, was really least expecting them, and, like, it didn't seem... So maybe maybe this is what I'm not expecting. I don't know. I just, like, my training has gone well. I feel strong. I feel ready. I feel, like, really excited. I just feel like I'm in a good place, and I'm like, I should just let it rip. But I recognize that, like, in two weeks, I could be coming back with a race review being, like, so I had to walk the entire second half of the race. Like, I totally recognize that this is a possibility. The nice thing about this course is that um, there's a lot more forgiveness in an extremely flat course than there is when I start when i went out and was like well, i'm not I've, i'm gonna run by feel in baltimore and was like i'm feeling really good and then like the hills crushed me uh you can go out and be like like if you decide that you're if you suddenly run by feel for the first half and then you feel like you need to slow down you're not going to be like climbing you know uh will run for said that there were 20 different hills <laughs> in, Bal- in the baltimore half i love that they counted diana of who, course who, who who had a not fun time doing it Man. She said that uh, there's there's 20, and not like the little rolling ones, like big uphills, wow. 20 of them. So there are not 20 different like hills that no, you need to go. You're, I mean, this you're, you're, has two... I'm pretty sure there's one. Yeah, two hills. There are two hills, neither of which reach 25 feet yeah. on like the elevation chart. Right. So it's going to be mostly flat. I if If we're running a flat race, I've had a solid eight-week build... And we get like a 45 degree overcast day. There's no way I'm going to be like, oh, I'll just run it easy and it'll yeah. be fine. Like, so I'm very much going to like see what happens. I think I've run, this will be my 18th half marathon. That's right. So I think I've done, an, I only know this because I was counting up to 20 the other day. Um, 
I think I've done enough that like I generally know how a half marathon feels. I think I can like pace it smartly without like a super strict I need to be at this mile marker at this time. Mm-hmm. Like I think I think I can do it. I mean, we'll see. I don't know. I'm just feeling like I ran, and I know that like you run a ton, but like I ran 85 miles in October, which I have literally not done this entire year. And it's really, as, as I say this, like, sorry, I'm just blathering on. Um, Riff. I feel very much like I did in like Feb- like late February 2020. Running is I- fun for you right now. Yeah, running like so when I when I started training for this race when I was doing the marathon and it was 2019, um, <laughs> right. I had gotten hurt my shin. I, I pulled a muscle, I tore a muscle in like the top of my mm-hmm. ankle, bottom of my shin. And I like hadn't been able to run for a really long time. And when I started marathon training, I was still like run walking, yeah. like a very conservative run walk. And the weekend before the race was canceled, I did a 16 mile long run. And I was like, I feel fantastic. Like I just feel ready. And we are now in like such a different place mm-hmm. in our lives. And, you know, we're coming back to this race and I'm like, it feels like really familiar that like, I feel like I like came back from an injury strong and I feel ready and excited. So I'm like, really, I mean, I could end up like having a miserable race. I think it's going to be a great racecation either way. I think the course is going to be beautiful. Like I'm excited for it either way. I just haven't, I think the last half marathon that I ran kind of like all out as fast as I could was the national women's half in May of 2019. Mm -hmm. So it's been a long time since I kind of like actually raced. So I'm leaning towards that. I, I think you might end up making the, the game time decision that I often make, which like, yeah, I think you're going to battle with yourself a lot over the next week or so. And then like the night before be like, screw it. I'm going to do this or, or you know what? Not this time. I'm going to do it somewhere else. And like, I mean, the way it happened in Disney, which like is my half marathon PR, which is insane. Um, but I was like really, really nervous for the race because the race before that was the infamous porta potty race in Philly where I was super sick the whole time. And I was like, can I run a half marathon without like crapping constantly? Like, is this still within like the realm of possibility for me? And so I like was just really nervous at the starting line. I was like super stressed about what I was going to eat and like everything that went into my body before this, I was like really anxious about. And I just like went out pretty easy and I don't know, I just went out and like felt good and was like having a good time, was feeling good. And like I caught up to the two hour pace group and was like, oh, I guess I'll like run with them for a while until I can't. And I ended up staying with them the whole time and breaking two. It's like, it happened very organically. Right. And I would be happy, I don't know, I would be happy if something similar happened. I would be happy if I like, see, I I was so happy after Baltimore. Like if I just went out and ran, ran a solid race and like, took it easy and felt happy. I think a lot's going to depend on weather. Like yeah. if there's a really strong wind, I'm like probably not going to yeah. bother giving it, you know, going all out. Um, but yeah, my race strategy, I guess, is still a little bit up in the air. Sounds like it, but that makes sense. 
I often haven't decided what I was going to do until the night before. So I get that. Uh, so you have had this like time goal in mind for 11 months? A long time, yes. So are you like like looking at like what do my splits need to be to get this like very regimented? I am thinking a lot about um, you sent me a, uh, a, I think it was an Instagram post or maybe an article that was very, that was like uh, someone talking about how they like ran, ran their PR marathon or, or what their, what their strategy was. And it was like uh, running a few, like you said, a few miles above goal pace at the beginning and then uh, seconds. Uh, yes, a few seconds above goal pace, pace at the beginning, and then getting to goal pace for uh, a good portion, and then like kind of cranking it up below goal pace for a little bit, and then I think it was like uh, basically the part the, the, the last like six miles or so was just like hanging on and, and doing your best. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm thinking about this, uh, and I'm like I think like my strategy has always been uh run like a sustainable pace that is below from from the off uh i'm a t- i'm a time banker you know like i i would I, I like i know the pace i need to run in order like to have the overall pace be like the time i want and i try to bank as much time at the beginning and um cuz i think i'm going to fall apart at the end you know you gotta have confidence, though. You're not yes. gonna fall apart in so, the end. So, but, uh, but like, I essentially at, at OBX, uh, I thought a lot about this uh, th- that that particular race because this is going to be very analogous to that. Aside from the fact that there's no giant hill, which on, I in think will be good, yeah, because uh, that's what killed me. Um, so for that race, I uh, went out and I know like for. A four-hour marathon. You need to run a nine oh seven pace. I think it is. Um, so I kept myself in the like, depending on the mile, between eight forty-five and and nine minutes. And I would I was always bank in my head. I'm like, all right, you got twenty seconds. You got thirty seconds. You have a minute. You have two minutes. Whatever. Wow. Like, yeah. I, oh, I mean, it's a long run. I'm doing. I got nothing else to think about. Yeah. So I, I had this in my head, and um, I. But like the problem with that race was by the time that mm-hmm. I got to the last three miles, I fell apart. And yeah. like, I mean, I fell apart in that like I ran ten and a half minute miles as opposed to like you know like the 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 eight forty five I was running earlier. Like, but like I was, you saw me and I looked. Yes, I looked. It was in the worst I'd seen you at the finish line right. of a marathon for so sure. So my the plan I'm trying to work out, and I need to look again before we do this. I need to look at the exact course map and mm-hmm. the, and the where the elevation is. I think that there is like. The first hill is at like mile seven or something to that effect. Um, so my plan is to like maybe even the first five miles run. So my I know I need to be at a nine oh seven pace. Uh, so maybe like the first bit of the race be at like nine twenty around the nine twenty range to kind of get loose, get moving, and like make sure that I have some more stamina for the end uh but then i'm gonna try and like i'm I'm thinking maybe after the first that first hill Mm -hmm. uh get up get to around nine mile nine minute miles and just try to hang at nine minute miles for as long as i can um which would 
be a little bit below goal pace. So to make up for the beginning of the race, we had to go off a little bit slow. But um, like, I think that I am very much at risk of the, being the person who goes out way too hard at the beginning. You know, um, that was the thing that I like. I think in a half marathon, I could get away with it a little bit, and I have in the past, uh, where I go out and I run an eight and a half minute mile the first uh, the first mile, and then I'm like, you know, hanging on to PR at the end, like just barely, like sometimes by seconds. Uh, but I, in my marathons, um, I think of my my very first marathon. I like was I forced myself I was like thinking about it and like I felt like I was running with a governor on like a, for the yep. go, for the golfers uh, you know who are familiar with go, go, with the golf carts like I was holding myself back so much because I was so nervous about whether I'd had the strength to finish at the end um to a certain extent I did that at rock and roll and outer banks but like definitely was more interested in time there so I was like letting myself go a bit more uh and when I ran the virtual one last year, it was just like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's it was freezing cold and raining, and so just just keep a consistent pace and, not, and try not to hate yourself was the goal. Um, so I am trying. I'm I'm going to try and be more deliberate and be uh, and, and think about where I'm at. My issue, I have always found myself as a runner who like, if I pick a pace to run at, uh. Or I should say, not take a pace, but like once I start running at a pace, I will sustain that pace. Mm-hmm. Like I, how I got faster was essentially like I just started running harder at that pace and like found myself being able to like, okay, so this is where I need to stay. My body will stay there. Um, so sometimes, so like I find it hard to sometimes be like, turn it up and turn it down within the same run huh. um, as opposed to like just keeping a consistent pace the entire time. So I am worried that... You'll get like locked into a 920 pace. Yeah, and that's where my body will be, and my body will be happy there, and my body won't want to leave. And so that, that, that is a concern for me. Um, but like ultimately, like if that does happen, like a nine, like running nine, minute, nine uh, minutes and 20 second miles, like isn't that bad. It's not, you know, it's not, it's not nothing to shake your head at. Uh, you know your body... You, you know your body better than anyone else yeah well and i know my body when i tried to bank time in outer banks i don't think banking time the is the move so i yeah i, I like, think like definitely don't go out fast and hope for the no, best my plan is to um eat so much yeah so much in the days before the race uh because i we got our menu all set yep uh i bonked out really hard so I'm going to eat so much. I'm going to. I'm taking vitamin supplements now. That was a doctor recommended thing. It was not uh, a race thing. But like, I will have like I'll have some additional vitamins in my system. I'm going to take. Uh, one thing that I've been struggling with is um, I have not. I think maybe just because I like have run successful races or, or whatever recently or had good long runs. Like I've not really like had really regimented fueling where I'm like at. At mile eight, I'm going to have a goo. Huh. And then at this point, I'm going to do this. So but, how do you decide when to... So I, I, I run with um, I run with a cliff bar. And I know that like generally around somewhere between mile like nine and mile like 13 or so, I'm going to get hungry. And 
So once I, once I start feeling a little hungry, I'll have a bite of a Cliff Bar. Cliff Bars have always been, for me, good, good on my stomach and like they're substantial food. So they kind of like, they take away, um, like I, they, 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 you know, they'll fill me, fill me up, but like they're not, they're not slowing me down at the same time. Yeah. For, for me at least. So, um... Do I you just, stop and walk while you take a bite, or do you eat these while you're running? I eat while running. God, that's so impressive. Uh, I would definitely like Cliff Bar board myself. It well, I mean, I almost did. I, I I have almost done it a couple times, but like always on hills, always when like I choked on a Starburst last week. You did. You did choke on a Starburst. Uh, that's not as hard to eat as no, a Cliff no, it Bar. Is uh, <laughs> so, but like through this cycle, what I've done a lot is. Um, before I would just be like, I'm gonna eat the entire Cliff Bar, and that would lead me to like, you know, you don't want to like be running and chewing and all this stuff. So I would be taking big bites, and like that would be leading to like worried about me, you know, Cliff Bar boarding myself. Um, but so what I've been doing throughout this cycle is just like, I'll have a bite, and that will like that will take take away the. Uh, uh, That'll take away the hunger for a little bit. Sure. And then, like, I'll keep that clip bar with me, and then I'll have another bite later on. Uh, I've been looking at this race, and it has... There There are goo stations. Mm-hmm. There are, like... There are various, um, you know, either, like, supplements or, or, like, whatever. Like, I think there's, like, a... a, a sport. Ice cream. Uh, there's ice cream. I'm going to avoid that. There's a flat Coke section, which I'm going to try. Oh, nice. Um, and But there's a goo, and, like... I'll have my Cliff Bar with me. I'll have yeah. um, some of the sport beans, which I like so yeah. much. Uh, the Jelly Belly sport beans, which just kind of give me the caffeine kick every now and then. So I, I will. Ha- I'm going to try and do some of the fueling things that I've done in the past that were a success. Yeah. Uh, and and try to translate them through because so far, like, I feel like it's because of through the pandemic and through. Um, like the virtual marathon experience, I wasn't really that worried. About, like I, I wasn't really thinking about it. I wasn't like, right. It wasn't too much top of mind. It was just like, oh, I'm gonna go. I'll have a cliff bar. I'll be fine. And then like that became the new normal, as opposed to like in 2019 yeah. when I was training for races. I very much had these all these things that I did. So I'm gonna try and um, incorporate these things. I've known that like it's not. I luckily for mar- like this is my this will be my fifth marathon. So mm-hmm. the. It is, there's very few things I'm going to do now that I haven't tried yes. in past marathons. It's not like, it's not buying a new pair of shoes and running it on race day, you know? But like... We're just calling Marge out in this episode. Uh, but like, for instance, like, I know how my body's... Like, I haven't had, for instance, sport beans or goo throughout this entire training cycle. But you have before. But I have before. Right. I know how my body reacts. I know that they can handle it, whatever. So um, it won't be like trying anything that's unfamiliar that's going to... That I think is going to like hurt me. So I think um, I, I, I'm going to try and set up more regimented uh, at this mile, do this or whatever. And that will hopefully keep me sustained with energy throughout. And um, yeah, and try to like, try to moderate my pace and make sure I'm all about making sure I have enough energy mm-hmm. at the end uh, in this race. That is my goal is to be able to be running um just even in general, just running uh, in the last you know, throughout the last six miles. If I can, if I can run this race and maybe only you know walk once or twice, that's gonna be put me. That's gonna put me in the right spot and where I, where I want to be. So, um, I'm honestly more worried about my technology holding up with me. My yeah. My Apple Watch has been uh, 
I, like I ran my 20 mile run and I got, to, I had like 12% left on it. Uh, the AirPod, I run with AirPods now, which don't last, you know, like more than four hours. So I'm going to like run with an extra pair of AirPods. And I'm thinking about bringing out my old Garmin yeah. uh, and like having like a watch on each wrist, which actually might be helpful because um, the Garmin has a section where you can put the pace. You, you can just see what pace you're not like mile per mile. But, like, what pace you're running at at that exact moment. You can do that on the Apple Watch, too. Can you? You, you can change it. But it's it's less accurate because it's, like, it triangulates. And, like, the yeah. GPS is not... Like, it'll tell you you're running a 4-minute mile and then you're running a 12-minute mile. So yeah. people would rather... Like, a lot of people prefer the, like, average mile... Like, ro rolling mile yeah. pace. Um, but you can change the settings in the Apple Watch to do that. Huh. So, but I think my Apple Watch is going to die. Yes. So I am going to just do, I think I'm going to have two watches on. I always loved my Garmin, honestly. I loved I running with it, but I love my Apple Watch for everything else. Yeah. And I don't want to lose out on the exercise minutes. And I feel silly running with two watches all the time. I do. I, I am like, man, I'm going to run a whole marathon and it's not even going to like... I'm not, I'm not going to get credit for that extra 60 minutes of uh, exercise time. But like what, I mean, not the biggest deal in the world. No, you'll, cl you'll close all your rings. Yeah, close all my rings. Uh, but I I think like having the Garmin will give me the backup and give me, because I like, I do not know, like, I'm not, I am not someone who intuitively knows how fast they're running or right. what their effort is like. It's And at this point now, I have become so reliant on uh, having the heart rate monitor to yeah. make sure that I'm not overexerting myself or whatever. I think about some of the runs that I used to do with my Garmin and, oh, I, and, I, I, know. and I would just like go and um you know and, and like and like I must have my, my heart rate must have been through the roof, but I had no yeah. idea cuz I was just like, "Oh, I'm going." Exactly. Uh so I I think that's my 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 focuses on this are like pacing uh you know slow but slow but close. Yep. Slower but close. Uh, to goal pace in the first several miles uh, and then trying to just maintain nine minute miles for as long as possible uh, trying to make sure my technology lasts and make sure I'm fueling correctly and that's kind of how, the things that I'm focusing on strategically things. three things uh, three key things as I go into this race I think that will ensure you know at the very least maybe I, I won't like hate myself and poop out and DNF you know like I'll at least have a good you know, a good experience if I don't if I don't hit my PR or hit my um, my goal. When we recorded the episode where we were talking about Marine Corps not happening, mm -hmm. you were saying I, I asked you sort of how you were wrapping your head around switching races, and this is a race that like I did a ton of research on. Like I know that marathon course backwards and forwards, but this was not like like I picked this race for me, yeah. and now it's your marathon, and you. You said you were like struggling with if it was even going to happen. We're close enough to the race yeah. that like it seems like we should be okay. But how are you feeling mentally about you know it's not Marine Corps? How how has your thinking on that changed over the past four or five weeks? Uh, I, I part of me expects for it to be canceled at any time. I thought as we're sitting here recording, I'm like, what if I just got an email right now that it was like canceled? Like, what would it be like to be on the podcast recording to have it be canceled then? Uh, so, like, that's still playing in the back of my head. But I think at the same time, I am, I think I've ended up in a place where I'm very grateful that it is this race. Um, I, 
I do not think. I think that like the goal I set for myself uh, to break four hours. I do not think it would have been achievable at Marine Corps. It's crowded. It's hilly. You got to be strategic. And I, I don't think that like. I don't think my. Um, the pl- the place where I'm at physically. Sure. I don't know if I could keep up the pace that I needed to, given some of the unique challenges that Marine Corps has. There are certain sections of hills, like the, it's hilly in the beginning, hilly at the end, yeah. very flat through the middle. Uh, there's the bridge, which is hell Bridges. on earth. Um, there's uh, lots more people. Yeah. And um, it's just it's a it's a varied race. Yeah. Uh, thinking about this one, I some of my happiest minutes running ever were at the beginning uh, where you're know, at the beginning of the Outer Banks Marathon when it was it's flat. It was flat. I was along the water. It was beautiful. Suns, you know, like it, sun was. Like I said that it was. It was after sunrise when we started, but like the sun was starting to peek through the clouds, and it was just very. Uh, it's it's running along the beach is an awesome feeling. Yep. So I have, you know, this is essentially kind of the same landscape, just like uh, 100 miles north uh, or whatever it is. And a week later, it should be even cooler. It should be a little bit cooler. Um, so I'm, I think that like, part of me is like, is it cheating a little bit to uh, to have this very flat Absolutely race? Absolutely you know? not. It's not. It's not. But, so I, but I think that like, it has put four hours back as a pos- as a target for me uh, because I had gotten to the point some in August where I was like I'm not I'm not doing it I'm not like this this thing that I wanted I've wanted to do for months like it's not possible I'm not going to be able to do it uh, I have since been like it's possible like I I can I can if I have the right if I have a good day I can do this and so that part. It has been like refreshing to be like the course is there for the taking the weather will be better uh although you know, halloween here was a a, lov- yep. a lovely day yep but it was it's not it wasn't as you know novembery as it's going to be yeah in rehoboth beach uh so the course is there the weather is going to be better um i have been able to rest more because of the like the elongated taper and the uh you know whatever and like i also um i i was able to get a lot of confidence for my last 20 mile run because mm-hmm. i ran i tried to run a run that was more akin to the race i was going to run yep uh if i was still running marine corps i would have just run around here through the hills probably would have had not an, am- an amazing time and it would have been yeah whatever uh, so, my I still think the like the possibility of it getting canceled hangs over my head all the time, but at the same time I am uh, this is this is how it had to be right. This is the way it worked out. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I am excited to run it. I am excited to see what I can do on race day, uh, and I am ready for what comes. I mean, I hope I hope I do it. Um, I think that like it's gonna be a great weekend either way, though. right? And I, I also think that the the experience I had over the summer, being like you're not going to be able to accomplish this goal, has made me 
in, it's put me into a better headspace where I can be, if I don't get there, I think I'll be able to accept it more sure. than I would have if I like ha- had a wonderful training cycle and uh, was ready on race day and I didn't do it then. Like yeah. I did not have the best training cycle. If I had already told myself this is not happening, I've now gotten back to it could happen, but if it doesn't, then like it won't be the end of the world. We can try again at a different point. So, yeah. uh, so that's kind of where mentally I'm at. I, I, so I think, I think that the weather getting colder mm-hmm. and um, the weather getting colder and the extra time to think and to plan for this race has really helped. So Good. yeah. Uh, I'm excited. I think, I think I'm excited to run it. I think you're excited to run. I think our yeah. listeners are ready for us to stop talking about these races I and know. stop talking about our training. So uh, it will be good for everyone. We can't wait to talk about it afterwards on the on the pod. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Absolutely, I'm looking forward to the all you can eat pizza afterward. Yeah, and you are can looking forward to. Uh, I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll the cheese think, pizza. I'll ta- I'll take all the cheese off. I think we have wings too. Boom. Go nuts. Go nuts. How is your cider? It was good. I finished it a while ago. This is just a really good one. I kind of, I mean, they do ship, but uh, I love them. So I I wish they were closer. We thought we didn't have enough to talk about. I just realized that we've like gone on for an hour and 10 minutes. Sorry, guys. Thanks for being our therapist, guys. Thought this was going to be like a 45 minute episode. Here we are. Uh, How was your beer? Uh, Wonderful. Um, it, I thought uh, I thought it was gonna be a five by the end. I think it ended up being like a four and a half. Oh like, wow! Uh, it, or maybe like a four point seven five. Maybe in the middle. Uh, it's uh, it did not stay as quite as smooth. Sure. Throughout. Is uh, it warmed up? Yeah. Is it is it warmed up? But it was. I mean, it's a, a truly delicious, um, really cool experimental beer that I enjoyed quite a bit. So I, I'm a big fan. It's left some really nice uh, lacing on the side of the glass. Uh, just for a great stout for stout day. Happy stout day. Happy stout day. Uh, where can the people find us? We are, you can stream this wherever you get your podcasts. Where Spotify, f- Apple. And other. And other. No, our, wherever you found this one. Wherever you found this one, you can find it there. There are more. There. Uh, Nailed it. And you can follow us on Instagram at Running on Tap. I've been sharing more food pictures, which no one seems to like, but I do. I so, mean, do me. Food. Do you? We'll, we'll share a bunch of our food that we eat uh, to fuel up for the race. I just got the Rise and Run cookbook, so expect uh, our Instagram to have some recipes from that. We'll and do a whole. We can do a whole episode on Rise. Did you and Run. look at the episode planner? No. Oh, I slotted it for like end of February. I was gonna give us like a few months to cook through it and then talk. We can do like a bucket list episode about Rise and Run. Boom. That which I thought great. would be fun. So look out for that in a little bit. But we we literally just got it this week, so we need some time to like explore and cook. But Shalene Flanagan, Elise Kopecki, you won't come on our podcast. I challenge you. Challenge you not to come on our pack. But please, please do. You sound so confrontational. If you want to, please do. We would love to have... Elise Kopecki and Shalane Flanagan come on our podcast challenge. What are you talking It's now an internet challenge that they have to do. Uh, so... We, it would be hysterical because I would just be like, Oh my God, you guys are so I, cool the I whole know, time. The, there, there would not be uh, a lot of insightful questions. I'm sure I'd be like, what's it like? So like... Cool? 
are you guys like cool or really cool? All right, we should we should wrap this up. <laughs> All right, so we love, we like we like those two. We yeah, look, we're I'm looking forward to eating another cookbook. Uh, it should be really wonderful. Yeah. So uh, thank you all so much for listening and sitting with us for yet another uh, hour plus episode. Uh, we just have a lot to talk about right now. Look at us go. Big stuff. Big stuff. Uh, we will talk to you next week.